0: Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by proamsports.ca.
1: We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies
0: at huge savings?
1: Yeah, Digitex does that.
0: D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio 630 chat. Welcome back everybody. It's 136 in Edmonton. Bob Stauffer with you on Oilers Now. Portions of our show brought to you by our friends at World Floor Carvings. Tell them Oilers Now sent you, received two times, air miles, reward miles on your flooring purchases at World Floor Carvings where they know a little about hockey and a lot about flooring as promised the regional sports editor for post media Craig Ellingson is going to join us uh, the Edmonton Sun yesterday had a pullout uh, piece you be the boss it was a opportunity for the fans to uh, give their thoughts on a multitude of fronts with the Edmonton owners hockey club Craig Ellingson joins us right now Craig welcome to our show how you doing I'm good, Bob. How are you? Good. Uh, first of all, what does a regional sports editor
1: for Post Media do? Well, you know, that's a very fancy title for saying I get to be the sports editor for the two papers in Edmonton the Edmonton Journal and the Edmonton Sun and the two papers in Calgary, the Herald and the Sun there. Okay. So, no Grand Prairie and Fort McMurray, they don't have to worry about. They, they don't have to worry about you. I mean, we're in a whole new world. There was a time
0: when those two papers, you know, used to try to outbid. Uh, I remember when Robin, well, Terry Jones, as an example, going to go back old school here, but he got hired away from the Edmonton Journal to be the lead columnist for the Edmonton Sun back in the 70s. I remember when Brownlee got brought in uh, from the Journal to, to be the uh, driver on the hockey front uh, and now you guys are kind of, you're all under the same umbrella. So uh, does is there still a fair amount of competitiveness to break stories, or is it more of a uh, uh, cooperative effort between uh, the writers? Because they end up in both papers, do they not?
1: Yeah, it's the same. It's We have Terry in both papers, and Jim and Rob Dijkowski, when it comes to orders covers in both papers. Everybody's in both papers for sports. Um, yeah, I mean, in terms of the competitiveness, uh, you know, I think inside everybody whether you're up from the sun side or the journal side yeah. your pro- your allegiances are probably still there but i mean this is a brave new world like you say i mean unfortunately we let go a lot of really good people right and we had to those are the choices we had to make and uh here we are today and now you know terry jones he was hired away i think it was 1982 actually okay uh to the sun That was a big deal back then you know the journal i don't think really established uh you know they had john short go in and then eventually cam cole of course became the guy yeah later in the 80s um yeah no it's uh no it's but it is what it is. We are uh, still here to cover the team and uh, cover the sports scene in Edmonton.
0: And you know, I, it's funny because I used to host uh, Total Sports in twelve sixty, and at that time I was the SID at the University of Alberta, and I used to tell try to tell our coaches, "You're never going to get more coverage than you're getting right now." I hope you appreciate it because the push is more Oilers, more more Oilers, more. I mean, I host a year round show called Oilers now, and at the end of the day, it does as much as I might love CFL football or uh, you know U Sports hockey or WHL hockey. The fact that The matter is, the orders unequivocally drive it in this town, don't they?
1: They do. And, you know, it's funny because, you know, you asked me yesterday, hey, you want to come on my show today, Bob, or Craig? And I said, yeah, of course. And I think, oh, no, what's Bob going to ask me about? And, you know, I think one of the things I thought you might ask me, but I'll just I'll just uh, you know steal your thunder here. So why don't we do this for the Eskimos as well as the Orders? Well, the truth is because the Orders do have that that massive an audience, and you know the Orders are as much as the Eskimos are an institution. The Orders are the institution when it comes to the sporting you know attention in this town for the most part. I think it touches more lives and everything else.
0: Do you guys do this? You be the boss. Uh, I guess uh,
1: survey uh, in Calgary as well. Yeah, they do. Um, it's funny. I was going back to see how far back it went, uh, the UB the Boss and the Sun, because, you know, in the journal, we've been running the survey for the last five years. Right. Um, and then once uh, we combined the two papers two years ago, we've been running the poll online on both sites. But the Boss, UB the Boss uh, concept goes back at least, I could go back as far as 2004. I didn't have a chance to run to the library okay. to go scout through a bunch of microfilm to check out if they were doing it in 1980 five or whatever. But certainly it, this uh century with the UB the Boss has been done in Edmonton and Calgary, Ottawa, Winnipeg since the Jets have been back. Um yeah, it's 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 a thing and I know, you know, once upon a time you know, I am the uh, sports editor in Calgary as well, but you know my previous post to coming to Edmonton was in Calgary at the Sun and right. It was just as big a deal there as it is here.
0: Yeah, it, it's I, I had to chuckle just uh, the uh, the the creative group that put uh, laid out the paper. You, you you picked the worst game of the year for
1: the Oilers <laughs> on the road. And, and well, I don't know Rogers Place. Yeah, that Dallas game wasn't very good. No, I'm Rogers.
0: just thinking. Or, or was that one uh, was? It, oh, no, that was a home ice game against St. Louis. I was thinking of the road game in St. Louis. I recall that game. because oh, yeah. Cause, uh, emails i was getting during the course live game and the text i was getting it was a, it was an ugly night so let's get to it. how many uh people ended up responding to this, uh craig
1: well in gen- I, I had two parts to it. right we had the there's 18 questions for those of you who uh saw the spread in the sun we put it in the journal as well on the front uh we had 18 pointed questions and then we uh you know asking a variety of things and then we had the actual i'll call it the you be the boss part where we go you know, Milan Lucic. Keep him, let him go, or give him a raise. Right. And uh, you know, we had about thirty two hundred people take the survey part, and twenty five hundred people take the "Be the Boss" part. I assume that uh, you know the people who took "You Be the Boss" took the survey part. So yeah, you know, we had twenty five hundred people uh, dedicated Oilers fans uh, taking forty answering forty nine different questions. They stayed around that long. Yeah. So.
0: Well, you know, what's interesting is, you know, as somebody who monitors the texts we get every day here at 6.30, 6.30 on our Westlock 4 text line, the numbers that you guys ended up getting were would be similar to the sort of response. And, 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 you know, somebody has said to me, well, you know, people are more likely to respond when situations are negative. Like when mm-hmm. people reach out to a, a restaurant to complain about service uh, and maybe they'll call an off hours, they won't, you know, do it while they're there. Uh they're more... It's rare when they do it when they're complimentary, usually. But, you know, I I still think that you can't be tone-deaf to these situations, and I think you do have to have a pulse and a sense of what the fan base is thinking. So on that note... uh I want to get to uh, uh, to me a couple uh, uh, ones right off the get go. Just in, in terms of Peter Shirelli, I mean, there was a. Uh, it's interesting. There was uh, not quite fifty percent. Forty two percent were quite critical of the work that Peter had done and and felt that there should have uh, you know he should pay for that. It was interesting that twenty seven percent said they wouldn't make a move. It was dependent upon who was available for jobs. So uh, that, that was. And are these choices that you guys gave them? Is that kind of how it works?
1: Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so it is. If those were the four. Even under that question, yep. yeah. Should that would fire Shirelli? You know, the, your potential answers were yes, no, undecided, or it depends. Who might be available to take the job? Right. Um, you know, we answer, we asked that question for McClellan as well.
0: Yeah, and it's it. I mean, your numbers again to me, course, like there there seems to be. I mean, we just got off the phone uh, with Pat in Calgary, and there's a large percentage lot fan base that think, well, Glenn Galtzen didn't have a lot to work with, and, you know, Peter Shirelli, uh is responsible for bringing in the players, and Todd's responsible for coaching the team, but there was greater than 50% that said that McClellan should not be fired uh, on this season. So, only, in fact, only 25% felt that he should be fired, so I think that tells us a little bit where the fans are at uh, with the coaches. Um uh, what's the Oilers' top roster need? Uh, that's another one that I wanted to get to. Uh, you provided some different options, including puck-moving defensemen, uh, uh, you know, a backup goaltender or a goaltender to compete with Cam Talbot, a first-line winger. Were you surprised at the, at the response that was so overwhelming for a puck-moving D-man?
1: No, because that, that need has been there for years. I mean, they haven't had, you know, that bonafide number one uh, defenseman who can uh, quarterback the power play for, oh man, how far back do you want to go? Right. Um, I think that's almost not, is it not. I can't recall the previous questions, if that's been an omnipresent question we've had in the survey for the last few years. But, you know, that doesn't surprise me at all, because, I mean, every team wants one of those, and not everybody has one. There's only, there's only so many to go around. You know, Brent Burns, you know, we all remember what it took to, well, the Chris Bronner situation, that's getting to be ancient history. But, you know, it's a very, it, you know, the stars have to align in order to get one. Right. If you don't draft them,
0: ninety-two percent of the fans said they did not want the orders to trade Ryan Nugent Hopkins. And you know what? Every day I get texts from people saying the same thing. It's interesting, there, isn't it? Do you think the light? See, when did? By the way, when did you put this out?
1: Was this after the season was over? It was. We put it out. Yeah, just like the Monday, or was it? Yeah, I don't want to say the Monday or
0: because the new was this Friday. Yeah.
1: I put it on the Friday. It was just before the, okay. the last game on the against the Canucks
0: because Nugent Hopkins really closed well, Craig, uh, yeah, and and I think he opened up some eyes in the left wing. There is Leon Drysaddle more valuable on Connor McDavid's wing or as a second line center behind McDavid. Eighty seven percent of the respondents wanted him at center, and I think the general manager wanted him at center all year as well. So uh, again, that's that that's a, a reoccurring theme. Was there any of the questions that kind of surprised you a bit in terms of the responses?
1: Um, I don't know. It, th- is this season the most disappointing campaign ever? I mean, we had f- almost fifty-fifty split for that. Yeah. Although that's, I don't know. You, you can ask that question. I think of all the of all the seasons the Oilers have had, and you know, some very distinct eras, if you will. Of course, the yep. '80s era and into the '90s, and here we are today after you know having you know the last eleven of twelve years out of the playoffs. And this to me, this has to be the most disappointing season ever because there was such promise last year, and they fell off quite a bit. I mean, even you know, in previous times when the orders dropped off, particularly after the '80s, and you know, everybody was traded away, you could see that coming, but no one expected this season. So, to me, that that one maybe i guess i'm a tad surprised i thought more people would say this was the most disappointing season ever i actually should have had a write-in campaign saying no this one was i'd be interested to see that answer
0: yeah i think again because of expectations i can clearly see how large percentage of the fan base uh were quite uh, disappointed uh, with this when you did the uh the salaries and the browse for the orders you'd be the boss uh, boy fans sure like ethan baird don't they
1: Yeah, they do well. He certainly came in and opened some eyes, and then played very well. So good on him.
0: Yeah, no, he's got, and and I got to tell you, I don't know about you, but for me, he's got to spend some more time down in Bakersfield. Like he is not ready for prime time defensively. So uh, they also
1: they like Kara as well. That's another guy they like. mm -hmm. Well, I mean, you know, and he he, you mentioned Kara and. uh, You know, there's other players on this list who are, you know, most of them are still early in their career. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, Darnell Nurse, I mean, he, a couple of years ago, he was in the same boat as Ethan Barry. He needs more time this season, right? Yeah. I mean, if you had your way, you'd have more established lineup. You'd be able to, you know, get these guys... More meaningful time down in in Bakersfield uh, to develop them, and that's you know that's tr- as that true for Darnell Nurse and Kyra as it is now for Bear. You know, it'll be interesting to see w- with Yamamoto, even though he's he's still only going into his 19 year old year. Um, what they do with him as well? Yeah, well,
0: I do not have him penciled in to start the season no. here next year, but you know he can always change that based upon how he plays in the preseason. Craig Allinson joining us. Uh, he is the regional sports editor for Post Media, so oversees uh, the Edmonton and Calgary Suns and the Calgary Herald, the Edmonton Journal. Uh, you, you talked a bit about the changing landscape. Uh, you've got a. Uh, it really is a fan blog and I think even David staples would call it uh, a fan blog it's quite popular uh, and you know now you have uh, new entities like the athletic as well that are uh, you know paper sites uh, this is all part of the new world isn't it
1: oh indeed it is I mean you know, once upon a time, obviously, we had well, – there was no Internet. There was no – you can't just open up your phone and read the news there. You know, the technology advances, and here we are. The, the, Democrat, uh, you know, the printing press isn't the only way to print the printed word. Everybody's a publisher now, and that's what we're seeing. I mean, uh, you know, you bring up David Staples and the Cult of Hockey. I mean, that's – their coverage of the Oilers, well, their writing on the Oilers is the most popular thing we have in the journal site, more or less outside of uh you know the, the pipeline wars and uh breaking news i mean uh, you know i think there's a reason for that you know they offer commentary on the regular about the team it's not just going down there and covering who scored what goal and and what happened during a game you know and, and uh, you know there's a comfort level to their to that too in my opinion yeah they're able to uh you know they're not going down to the rink to uh face face the people they've criticized, but at the same time, you know, it's not like uh, we're handing out press passes to bloggers yet.
0: Do, well, and on the note, do they need to be like I, I, like you know, is this an inevitability? Like I could see with the I mean, frankly, I think the Athletic has to have somebody at Edmonton. I mean, Connor McDavid is here. You have the the reigning league MVP, and if not for a bad order season overall, McDavid probably would have won it again. I mean, if Edmonton's in the playoffs, Connor McDavid probably wins the league MVP again. Uh, so I'm surprised that they don't have anybody here yet full time. But are, is this an inevitability moving forward, where you will see bloggers eventually end up with press? passes.
1: I think so. I mean in the case of the athletic, I mean in other properties, uh, you know, in their network, they certainly do have people covering games, you know, at the at the rink, you know, Mike Russo in Minnesota. Um, you know, there's a host of others. Jeremy Rutherford in St. Louis, former beat guys in newspapers. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, and they're traveling with. Oh, Russell was traveling with the Minnesota Wild, covering it just as he would for uh, the St. Paul paper. There. Um, yeah, I think I would hope to, that the Athletic would dispatch somebody to cover the orders, but it is a question of economics as well. I mean, I don't know what their bottom line is. I don't know what the re- what the revenue is like. Toronto versus compared to Edmonton or Calgary, for that matter. Yeah, um, yeah. There's a they have their reasons for wanting to, you know, put somebody down there and uh, covering the people face to face.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, hey, uh, you be you be the boss. It's a successful feature. It's an interesting conversation. And based upon again the t- and we get we have days on the show, Craig, where we get between 800 to 1,000 texts in two hours. And I would suggest to you the numbers would align pretty similar between what we what you guys uh you know uh, produced and uh you know what your readers produced and what our uh listeners uh produced so maybe that gives us a little bit of insight into where the head of the headspace of the fan base is at craig uh thanks a lot for joining us here in orders now all right, thank you, Bob. You bet. That is Craig Ellingson. He is the regional sports editor for Post Media. The best pizza in the city still making a great Royal Pizza. Multiple locations in Edmonton to serve you, including the original Royal Pizza in Old Strathcona. Royal Pizza has been Edmonton-owned and operated for 48 years now. Stop for recommendation, Royal Pizza, the Mediterranean chicken. You can visit the brand-new Royal Pizza location out in Spruce Grove, a second spot in Sherwood Park. 152 in Edmonton, this is orders Now. showroom on St. Albert Trail, fill your fan cave at ProAmSports.ca That's ProAmSports.ca This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio Chad. 154 in Edmonton. This day in Oilers history, it was a great day. It's brought to you by New West Travel, Edmonton's premier travel company for 38 years. Looking on going on a river cruise in Europe for 2018? Visit New West Travel. they got great rates on fabulous cruises. To this day in Oilers history, April 18th, 2015.
1: Currently at number three, the Edmonton Oilers. Have a winner! The first overall pick in the 2015 NHL draft belongs to the Edmonton Oilers. The Edmonton Oilers. There you
0: go. The Oilers won the draft lottery. The rights to draft Connor McDavid. Brendan, where were you? I was at home, jumping up and down, (laughs) screaming. I don't know. The bonus room in the uh, Stauffer Mansion in the city's southwest uh, side. The best Uh, part was. You likely weren't expecting it. That's why I was, was so, not expecting. That's it. why I it was like unreal. I've been I've been going nuts twice. Once when Sidney Crosby scored against the Americans in 2010 because I have a healthy respect for the U.S. and how good they are in hockey, and then in 2015 when Edmonton won the uh, lottery and the privilege to uh, draft uh, Connor McDavid. David, Jack Michaels and myself had a dinner with our wives that night uh, and uh, some other couples uh, who got the consolation prize. They got us because there was a cancellation with a player who'd left town, and I remember. Uh, Jason Milligan was at the dinner that night, and we went into Bistec in the city's southwest side. That's one of Brian Hall's favorite places. Brian was there that night, by the way. Every single table from 7.30 to 9 o'clock that was there, I ended up talking to every single... People were just... we got It was unbelievable, and it has been unbelievable, and it's been a privilege. And you know what? Uh, They didn't make the playoffs this year. Better make the playoffs next year. Can't uh, take away from what it meant for Edmonton to get him. What's coming up tonight on Inside Sports? Uh, Reid will have Kelly Rudy on tonight. Also, Robin Brownley and uh, Craig McTavish to talk about the hockey helps the homeless event next month at the Rec Center in Twirliger. There you go. Uh, and we'll be having some guests on orders now coming up for that over the next couple of weeks as well. Tomorrow, heavy show. Louis DeBrus from NHL Hockey and Rogers just worked that LA series against Vegas. Uh, Dan Marr from Central Scouting. And then Manny Vivrios, uh, head coach, GM of the Swift Current Broncos. Bob Torrey, a GM, part owner of the Tri-City Americans. Up next. Global news weather traffic update, Eileen Bell, followed by the 630 Ched afternoon news with Jalen I and Andrew Gross. Oilers now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down?
1: Yeah, Digitex does that.
0: D I G I T E X dot C A. On Oilers
1: Radio, 630 Ched.